Welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I'm here in Catuçaba in Brazil today. It's a very special episode. I've spent the last couple of days here with Manu. Welcome to the show, Manu. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. The founder of a place called Casas na Terra, and this is here between Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro. Um, it's a permaculture farm. It's also a boutique hotel destination. Emmanuel has been working on that since 10 years. So I'd love to explore with you right now what it means to actually build a boutique destination permaculture farm in the middle of Brazil, in the middle of, well, almost nowhere for a lot of people's perspective. And I'd love to understand why we're doing these projects and why humanity seems to be pulled into this kind of new way of living. And for me, you've, you've been really walking the walk as I've gotten to know you the last couple of days. And there's a lot of inspiration in that. So Manu, just maybe give us a short introduction to how it came to be that you're, that you're doing this. Yeah, with pleasure. You know, it, you said two interesting things, you know, and I, I think both are interesting, necessary, and just want to outline these first, you know. Here's a bit in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. and this is where we have to be, to be sort of, you know, removed from the influences of the conditioning of everyday life that we have. So it's important to be in nature, so we're here about two and a half hours from Sao Paulo, uh, so it's, yet, it's accessible, but you have to make the effort. So it's also self-selective, and it's... Uh, you know, so you have to want it, you have to want to come here. And we like it this way, you know, we don't want to be too close to the city. And also you have an energy which is very unique because you, there's literally nothing around here. So, you know, I think this is, uh, this is important, you know, and we're realizing now today that we need to remove ourselves from our usual environment so we can actually uh, find ourselves and, you know, the magic of nature happens inside us, you know. The simple way to say that is, um, you know, you go to nature and then you find your own nature. And nature kind of obliges you to face your own nature. You know, this is a cleansing process, honesty process. Uh, so it's much more, you know, than an idea sometimes people have that you go back to nature and you find some kind of peace, you know. Nature is our home. You know, we're human, we're human beings on the planet. That's all, that's all it is. All the rest is a sort of fabric, an illusion we've constructed. And uh, I, I like the idea to go back to the bottom of this, and this is what the name Casas Natera expresses. You know, Casas Natera means houses on earth. So, because we, we are to be in a house, you know, a house is a, is a feminine place, it's a welcoming place, it's a brotherhood place. Somehow, you know, nature is our house. So, when you come here, you go back to your home, you know. And it's not my place, you know, I, I, I have a privilege to develop all this, but somehow, it's just my duty, uh, I see it as a stewardship, you know, to maintain, uh, develop certain things here so uh, people can actually experience them. And while doing this, I also experience a lot of things from this place and with the people that come here. Yeah. Uh, the fascinating thing as a visitor to your to this space in nature is that you've managed to kind of create this unique fabric of a very um, modern place with a very rustic touch. Meaning for me, I, I experience all the comfort and kind of cradling that I would get in a modern environment while I'm actually in this like vibrant nature. So for me as a, a modern human being, I'm not missing anything. I don't feel like I'm in some kind of a hippie dream and quite the opposite. I feel like I'm in kind of a prototype of the future because what I've observed here is that this place, like some other places I've been to in the last couple of months has this this way of observing nature, working with nature, using the principles of the cosmos and nature to build kind of an, an environment where 
I mean, we've been talking about this last night over dinner. It feels like you have created an animal and a nature sanctuary for me to meet my, my true natural self. Yeah, you know, it came out, it, I didn't really plan this, you know, to answer your first question. It just happened. You know, yeah. I could tell you the story, it's a funny story. I just ended up here and said, I got to be here, I got to do that. And then, you know, the story sort of unfolded itself. You know, like today I was mentioning to you, there are certain buildings, we have an art gallery, we have an Indian house that are very important spots for people to meet. And they, you know, we don't really know why, you know, we build them. So things are just happening. We're in the middle of it. You know, there's, there's more to be written. And that's a story you want to write with other people. But to answer your question, you know, I just want to speak about the specificity, you know, the specificity of this place. What makes it original, I may say, or why is it like this? You know, I think this place, we have to do everything, in my opinion. You know, you cannot just do permaculture and then not have, you know, alimentation, of course, not have architecture, not have your own story about spirituality, which is going to be a universal story, otherwise, you know, not, it's not open to everyone. You have to think about education, you have to think about beauty. Very often, I find that beauty is um, a forgotten one, and beauty is incredibly important. Beauty to me is, is everything is beautiful in nature. We invented ugliness, ugliness is disharmony. You know, so think about uh, music where has no harmonics, it would be impossible to bear. So, I mean, like, take away everything that's ugly, and everything is beautiful, you know, so. That's one of the motto maybe we have to do what we do. So it means everyone has to be aligned. You know, again, it's something that it's a natural process. So in the same line of thinking, that place has to be comfortable. You know, very often we have this idea, oh yeah, it's, it's more upscale, it's number of stars or whatever, and that's gonna, you know, so that's not rich people or whatever. I don't think this is the case. It has nothing to do with, you know, we have no TV, uh, we don't have all, most of the perks, but we do have really comfortable beds we do have like a really good linen, you know, because if you're going to come here from the other side of the world, you need to rest so you can actually be yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, we need to be able to receive all kind of people, not, and specifically the people that are not already introduced to permaculture, you know, so this place has been designed to receive, you know, head of states, if we may, you know, like, or people with a lot of responsibilities, and they, they, they must have that kind of comfort. Uh, and also, you know, we are, uh, we, we know, you can come here and you can sleep in a hammock or you can sleep in a suite or you can have your own private house with a four hectares like just for you. Those are different style. It's beyond, you know, the money it costs and we, and we try to make it somehow, you know, to, to not get stuck in this line of price. We're trying to build a model here which is accessible not to everyone because this is not the idea but a wide variety of people can come here and experience this. Whether they are, you know, they have a lot of money or they're very successful people, or they just, you know, come here as uh, you know, just simple people and we'll just invite them, as we do very often. So, you know, I insist on that because I think it's a big part of what we're trying to do here. We are not focused on a certain kind of people. We want everybody to be able to come here, but then there's certain criteria that are going to make people come or not come. Right. You know, the distance I mentioned, you know, it's how you understand the place that is going to help you to make the decision to come as guests, you know, in the hotel, as a participant in one of the projects. And then, you know, we have different modes. You know, we have a, we have a model which is an economic model. We, we need to, you know, rent 
space so we can pay the cost of this huge 700 hectares property, which we, we keep minimal, you know. Anyway, and then we have a cost model in which, you know, we organize things at cost price because we want to make the place available. And then we also have an exchange model, which we call the residence, where people can come here and they will basically, you know, make their skills and their time available in exchange for living the experience. And we think, you know, we, and there's other things to be invented along the way, you know, so that's how we describe it. Broadly. Got it, yeah. That's very much also the experience I have here as walking the, the land for a couple of days and being on horses and, and seeing all these very unique spaces that have been curated as well. And this is kind of where my next question comes from. Like, what do you, what is the, the why? What is the intention? What is the work that's really being done here? Because it feels like, to me, that I've been to many different cities in the world, many different communities, but then also I, I more and more get pulled into these like, permaculture places. I feel like it's a, an evolving spirit that really brings us together. Maybe touch a little bit on that and the why of this place. Yeah, you know, the why is very simple for me. I think you reach a state in your life where you realize, and it's not my opinion because I know it's, it's the truth for everyone, where you realize that you cannot just do things for yourself. You know, you have to connect yourself to a broader reality. You can't ignore the fact we're all together on this planet. Yeah. You know, you can't ignore the fact that whatever your opinion is on spirituality, you know, you have to, you have, to have an opinion. You cannot just put it under the carpet. You know, whether you're a spiritual person or not, you're going to have to deal with this. You're going to have to assume responsibility for the world. You can't just say, oh, you know, the politicians, you know, are going to resolve it. I mean, we know they're not going to resolve it. This is not what we're doing. I mean, they're, they're supposed to do that, but this is not what is actually happening. So then you have to go into action. And my, you know, trail in life led me to do this here. So we actually you know, showcase something which is like a mini world, you know, we, it's, a, it's a lab. We experiment things here and through trial and errors, you know, we do all the mistakes until we get it right. And then if we get it right, then we can say it to the world, you know, some other people can use it, you know, which is why it's very important that we have the right people coming here because they, they must come and they always come with an intention, even sometimes an unconscious intention to actually find some trust in this place that they need in their life. Mm. So, you know, we're doing this because this is our contribution. And I say we because, again, I stand for this place and I feel privileged, you know, but it's just not me, you know, it's a bunch of incredible people around me. And mostly, I'm, if I may say, it is also the energy of this place, you know, the energy of this place. And I was mentioning to you yesterday, I strongly feel that this is also the energy of Brazil. You know, Brazil has a huge loving energy, unlike what is said in the news, you know, just talk about the bad things. I mean, this is nothing, you know, the corruption, you know, blah, blah, the inequality. This is nothing compared to the spirit of collaboration and tolerance of this country. And this is embedded for me in the land of this country. I mean, when you get here, you sense this wave of love, you know, you don't necessarily understand it, but everybody is going to sense it. So when you come here in Katusaba, if you stay more than a few days, something's going to happen. You know, something's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. So again, in all humility, we organize a context of things. You know, permaculture, comfortable room. It's only a way to allow people to have their own experience. You know, so it is not our vision of the world. 
we're just trying to find out like anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and But then, you know, we want to share that in the spirit of brotherhood. And, you know, my definition of brotherhood, I gave it to you last night, yeah. is, you know, if this is mother hurt, well, that makes all of us brothers, you know. And to me, it is mother hurt because it gives everything to us. You know, when you live here, you realize you get everything from the land. You know, it just grows. You don't have to buy it. You plant it and then it's given to you. You know, the air, the water, the aliments, they are given to you in a country like Brazil that produces everything because plenty of sun and water. It's just magical. Yeah. Uh, and so you're like, oh, um, you know, and then all the rest of it, all the emotions, all the beauty, all the, you know, you mentioned the animal sanctuary. You know, we live with the animals here. You know, it's not about horse riding. It's about, you know, going on a horse and you're going to have a story with that horse. You know, the dogs are going to welcome you and something's going to happen with those dogs, you know. You know, there's chickens, there's rabbits, there's uh, pickups, uh, pickup, pickups. Pickups, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and, and so, you know, it, it somehow it has a lot to do also with what I'm saying, I guess, from the beginning, with cancelling out the boundaries that we've built, you know, between ourselves and others, you know, between us and the animal worlds, restoring this covenant, this beautiful communication, you know, you eat a plant, you become that plant, you eat that energy, you know, it's all one same thing, it's about oneness, but it's a very practical, concrete thing, you know, it's not something uh, which is too theoretical, because the only thing that matters to us is direct experience, which is why we privilege a lot here, we don't do a lot of, you know, somebody coming here, famous, talking, and people listening, I mean, we do sometimes, this, but it will be in the context of a broader system, yeah. where you know, people will, will get to experience what we talk about. You know, we, you know, so we do, uh, there is no limit to what we're doing here. You know, we did a workshop on landscape architecture last week, uh, which was incredible. I mean, nobody knew what was going to happen. So, you know, we talk about intentional purpose. This is it. I think this is the only thing we need. I love this word, you know. I discovered it with you. I didn't know, you know, we're here a little bit isolated. We're not really following the trends. <laughs> I don't have TV. I don't, I don't, neither, neither do I, but I think the, the word purpose is coming up in yeah. almost all the conversations I'm, I'm having in the last four or five, six years. This, this question, like, why are we here? Like, what am I contributing to the whole? And, and maybe, just maybe, can we answer this question of what would a world look like that works for everyone? Right? So in order to get closer to these very complex matters, I think you're touching on the spirit of collaboration, synergy with the land between the animals and the people. And purpose is very much is very much the question. So let me ask a little bit more specific in, in the purpose of all the people that are kind of facilitating these 700 hectares, because this is a, a huge amount of land that, that you guys have access to and give people access to. You were mentioning the resident program. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. But maybe start with how many people are kind of part of your extended team? How many people really kind of already live here or come here on a daily basis to have this energy really be cultivated? So, you know, we speak uh, like, you know, there's different uh, level of communities. Because to some extent, people who've come here uh, and they, who love it, who have an experience here, also in the other place, you know, we have at the sea, an hour from here, an hour and a half from here, in Pisinguaba, you know, they're part of this team. They, they, they're, they're kind of ambassadors. They, you know, they've got a seed here and they're going to plant it elsewhere, even if it's invisible. So this is like, you know, maybe since the beginning of all this story, we have few thousand people, you're one of them now, you know, they're just going to go, we're going to work together, you see? This is really how it's happening, because now with the technology, 
we, it's happening, and even without the technology, it's happening because we're connected yeah. to the same experience, the same, you know, brainwave. And so we work together without knowing it. It's happening, and we believe very much, that's why I mentioned this first, you know. Then, you know, there's a second, you know, there's a second layer, I would say, which is, we work with the community here. You know, we call Falenda Katusaba because this is the name of the little village here. So we, I mean, we're the main employer here. I had that word, you know, I had that system of employment, but we somehow have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so we we actually influence, you know, and, and learn at the same time a lot from the people who are born here and are somehow the keeper of this land. Because again, it has a lot to do with the land. And then, you know, you have the actual people working. And it's, I would say, the people working here, there's a very small team because we decided we want to have, we want to keep our lights you know, light-footed. We want to keep, you know, we need to keep the cost very low. This is a self-sustainable, it wouldn't make any sense at all what I'm talking about. Right. If you know, there's no, I, I just want to make clear that, if, you know, I arrived here in Brazil as a backpacker, you know, I, you know, in case somebody's wondering how, you know, I, when I wake up in the morning, I don't understand how this happened, you know, <laughs> it's just like, again, I could tell you the story, but it's important, this is completely self-sustainable financially, yeah. you know. And we are not after money or investors in that case, because one of the reasons for us to exist is to show that we can actually do beautiful things with very few resources. And so it is in the essence of what we do. So we have here a team of incredible workers. You know, they work the field, they, they repair stuff. I don't even know what they, how they do that. They have an amazing work capacity. They're very driven by something which is quite mysterious to me. You know, they, you don't have to tell them what to do. They know what to do. Uh, you know, they take care of the animals, they, so there's no management, you know. And then, you know, there's, a, there's another team, mostly women, in the hotel, who they're all local people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, talking about the residents now, this is another thing that we really believe is a, is a good idea that we've started to do. We started to do that with artists, and now we're extending it to everybody. So basically, the idea is there's a lot of people who have the same ideas or ideals that we have on the planet, and we can reach them. And maybe you know, you know, somebody's watching us right now. Yeah, maybe you're watching and you're wondering. This is super <laughs> exciting. How can I be part of something like Catusaba or like Casas Nateja? And well, there are so many ways, right? I mean, there's we've talked about it last night. There's so many ways how you actually want people out there listening to help you right now. So tell us more about the resident program because I think it's a fantastic idea that I've been I've been seeing this in multiple places around the world where this energy exchange of you come and help, and therefore we give you the experience, the food, the shelter, but you kind of put yourself into the project. Yeah. No, what, first and foremost, you know, what, what I find beautiful with the residents is there is no money involved, you know? Uh, the money is always a complex issue uh, because it's complex in our mind for all of us. So the residence is an exchange of energy, an exchange of experience. So, you know, we have houses here that you can stay, on the land and the idea is to exchange you know an experience of six months to one year because it, you need to take the time again it's self-selected you cannot just come here it wouldn't work you know and then what can you contribute to this place what, what are your skills you know uh, like uh, I'll give an example here uh, we, we have so many bees you know we want to develop we want to make honey and properties which is a very powerful uh, curing uh, substance that the bees the magical bees produce uh, so, you know, maybe you come here and you're going to, even if you don't know anything about it, you know, you can, oh yeah, I'm going to take care of that because you can learn anything you want, you know, or you say, oh no, I, you know, whatever your skills are, you can apply 
And then, you know, if they match the needs we have, you can stay here, and then, of course, we, you become part of the family. Because, you know, you spend months together, something obviously happens. And then you, we even have the intention, you know, we, we have, like, now, we're opening maybe two or three residences at the same time, because we have two or three houses. But in the future, we want to build a little village, a self-sustainable permaculture village, beautiful, where people can come here and, again, you know, roll and spend six months, one year, even with their family, live here and work on this place, you know, so that you trade basically experience and then you get a chance to use your skills not for money, which is my, in my experience is something fantastic, you know, because yeah. uh, it gives I mean, it another dimension. It, it you know? gives it another dimension and, yeah. and really goes into what you said a couple minutes ago that words don't really teach. I mean, life experience is what teaches and what kind of makes us grow and go through challenges and high times and joy and all these different emotions to really grow as spiritual beings, but also as, as very real-life uh, people. I love where we're going with this. Manu, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit of your story. You said twice you could share a bit. Okay. So you're from France. That's right. And somehow, magically, you ended up in Brazil. And you own and co-own and facilitate a property of, what, like 1,500 acres? About yeah. 700 hectares? That's it. How, how does something like this happen? And how does someone who's listening right now kind of take this and realize there is not really a plan to it. It's just letting it, letting it be. Yes. So, you know, the, really, you know, there's a short answer and a longer answer. Yes. The short answer, I'm going to give it first to you. Yeah. This land called me. This is how it happened. I arrived here randomly. I was not looking for anything like this. And then I felt this huge calling that I had to be here. And so, you know, it seemed impossible because I had no money. But somehow, you know, I was so determined that, you know, it happened. And then, you know, every other man, you know, we're always on the verge of financial collapsing, but somehow we always make it through. <laughs> so I'm just saying that to share my experience and to say, you don't need to worry about the practical details that much. Of course, you have to be responsible. But when something is really going for you, you just go for it. You know, so I didn't, you know, I didn't look for, we don't look for, you know, fundings to give up. We just do it. And the more and more we just do it ourselves. And somehow it happens, you know, you, you come into a stream of energy and this is, this is really become our experience and more and more of the, the way, it's a way of functioning. And then, you know, the longer story is that we had a little, uh, you know, you know, arrived from France, Actually, from Portugal, my first job was in Portugal, so I learned Portuguese, so I said, I'm not going to, back, to go back to France, you know. So I got my backpack and I traveled all over Brazil for, you know, almost a year, and I completely fell in love with the country. That was about 20 years ago. I said, I'm going to stay here. It's a fantastic wow. place. So it was a love story. And then, you know, I started to work for a company, blah, 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 and eventually I founded this small boutique hotel in Pisinguaba. In a time, you didn't have such small hotels, you know, it's a destination hotel. Uh, which is still there, you know. And, you know, after a while, uh, you know, I was just looking for a place to grow food and I bumped into this place. And so that was a second story. And the way I understand it is I've learned how to do it because I had no idea. You know, it's not my line of study or whatever with the first hotel. And so I could actually, you know, take more risks here. Yeah. Uh, and not take only like a, a business perspective, but, uh, the, the, you know, money is always not in the front for us. You know, we, we, we want to do what we call our mission first. Yeah. yeah. This, and this is what I find so inspiring about um, spending a couple of days with you here is you seem to have uh, an entrepreneurial spirit, 
there is a very clear like growth and evolution of spirit that we've talked about quite a bit. There, there is there is this stewardship for land that that you you kind of stand for, and also like this innovation of realizing this current system we've created, this current form of employment and money. As much as we have to use it to certain degrees, how can we innovate to go beyond this? So I'm, I'm absolutely inspired myself from you, Manu. I'd, I'd love to know what does happiness mean to you. Where do you find happiness inside of, of this whole story? You know, I, you know, I think happiness is a dangerous word. You know, happiness is something that you choose to have. It doesn't come to you. You know, you, you decide if you want to be happy. And I think to be happy, you just have to do what you love to do. It's a very simple stuff. Or maybe even another way to say it. And uh, maybe you have to find your mission. We all, we, I think, I strongly believe that we all have a mission. We all have a role in society. And it's not, that, you know, it's not obviously the same one. You know, like a tree doesn't have the same role as a fish. You know, everybody has a role. So we can't compare with each other. We don't want to be all the same. It will be incredibly boring. You know, so I found my role. And so somehow, once you've found your role or your mission, I mean, you're happy. Whatever happens to you, you take it as an experience. You're not, you know, you're, unless you decide it's very difficult, you know. It's, it's only difficult if you, if you think it's difficult. Otherwise, you know, you're just in an equation with yourself. And the equation with the, you're contributing. I think, you know, to go beyond your question, I believe every human being has this search for, for wellness, for contributing to others. Even if you're unconscious of it and you think the world is in a disparate state, if you look, if you dig deeper, you're going to find this place where you want to help the world. You want to contribute. And I believe if people have an opportunity to do it, they're going to do it. You know? So we live in a beautiful world, in evolution. And it's, again, you know, I think there's a movement right now. Uh, we like to participate in this movement through what we do. There's lots of people on the planet right now doing incredible things yeah we we're basically awakening so it's 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 very exciting i mean maybe happiness for me is excitement the excitement comes out of doing what you love to do you well, know? following your bliss there following being this. in your highest excitement yeah. joseph campbell yeah. yeah yeah wonderful i am um, this is one of my favorite questions and I, I i can't wait to ask you curious about your answer so this is a very innovative new way of, of living and being with the land and at the same time, we have millions and hundreds of millions of people in the world living in cities. My question is, if we as a shared humanity, as a the big collective of, of humans, we had a shared vision of Earth, of this blue planet we live on, like 200 years into the future, where where is it taking us? What would be your vision for 200 years that in, gets informed from all these different ways of living, from all these new um, innovative ideas we're practicing, like here in Casas Matera. What is your 200-year vision for humanity or your direction of how our consciousness evolves? Well, you know, 200 years, I really can't tell. Because to me, it's really happening now. I got the sense that this is happening in our lifetime. I think there's a big awakening happening. And to answer it very directly your question, I believe it has everything to do with, you know, consciousness growth. It has to do, so what is growth of consciousness, you know? It is simply you seeing what you were not seeing before. It's focusing on what you have. Like for me, for instance, it's obvious that the Garden of Eden is the Earth. We, we already got it, you know? It's not afterwards, it's, it's here, and we're just not seeing it, you know? But 
I had thousands of people coming here and just, you know, looking at plants and animals and becoming completely like little kids, you know, being yeah. reconnected to themselves. Despite... I'm one of those, yeah. <laughs> it just turns you into a kid right away, yeah. And so I think, you know, we sort, you know, of need to help people to see what they're not saying. And it's, a, it's, it's in a, in a, this is what we're doing here. You know, this is, this is the purpose of this place, is to help people. And that works for everyone, you know. I mean, if, if we don't do that also with the people who work with us, you know. So everybody who comes here is coming because consciously or unconsciously is on a spiritual quest. We are all on it, unless we refuse it. Unless we refuse the calling, as Campbell is saying. We all have a calling, mm -hmm. you know. All of us. Yes. It's for everybody, you know. I wouldn't say it's not for me, you know, you, you, you're, you're bullshitting yourself, you know, it's, it's completely democratic. <laughs> and so my vision of the world, maybe, you know, in a couple of decades, because 200 years, I, I can't possibly imagine, is that we're moving towards a change of values through, you know, consciousness. Mm -hmm. And this change of values is going to put, you know, redefining the role of money, you know, it's collaboration, you know, brotherhood, love, you know, spirituality, a, a, an idea of the world, you know, simply where we're we all together in this world, which is, again, an obvious thing, but it's not the way we're acting. Right now, if you see, you know, speaking about spirituality or religions, you know, there's a huge mismatch in, in, between what the books are saying and what people are doing. Yeah, yeah the main activity, like, you know, the Bible or the Quran or any other books, the Torah, is not saying... You will just accumulate a lot of money just in case. Or you will worry a lot about the future of your children. You know, so we live in this contradiction. Again, I don't think spirituality is going to be a touchy subject because I believe it's, it's about unity. You know, there's only one God for us. And we call it nature, we call it the universe, we call it whatever we want. But we, we can all feel it. And so I'm saying that because I strongly believe the next decades will see you know, this unity, you know, this, once we see every, everybody seeing things the same way, we see the world in the same way, then a lot of problems that seem impossible today will, will cease to exist. And so I'm, I'm very positive. I think we're moving very fast towards harmony, you know, and I can see it for myself because, you know, year after year, people are, are giving us so much interest. I mean, at the end, we were not looking for people recognition at no point. Yeah. This is just our life, you know. So we didn't do that for people to notice. But, you know, people do take a lot of interest in what we're doing. And I think this is a very, very, very positive sign. Wonderful. So th this kind of brings me to, at, at the end of this conversation, I'd, I'd love to ask you one, one last question, like a call to action to all of you listening that are either inspired. Check out more. I'll drop the link below. It's casasnatera.com. You were talking about values, the rise of values. This is our website, wearenature.com. Wearenature.com as well. So... If someone is listening right now, if you're listening right now and you feel like, you know what, I want to get in touch, what are the values that really connect people to this place? So let's say somebody is interested in the resident program or somebody wants to come here with their family for a month and just kind of park off on their regular life and realize, how, how do I connect with nature? Or, or someone just wants to come here for four days and, and, and spend some really refreshing days on their trip through Brazil or because they live in Brazil. What are the values that really connect this community you know, I would surprise you here, maybe, with a couple of a couple of words which I, I believe are making the difference between intention and really something concrete happening, since we're, we're, we're into call to action. Right? Yeah. And, you know, there's a number of values, and I've mentioned some of them, but 
at this stage, you know, the values we're looking into people to be with us are values like hardworking, you know, which is a value that we've really lost uh, and is supremely important. You cannot achieve anything without this. And it's not a moral thing, it's just a concrete fact, you know. Like perseverance, like complete dedication. Second, exactly. The second one is a commitment. Mm. You need to say, I've decided to do this and I'm going to just get it because the only way you can have a lot of tests. But, and, and then, you know, if you just basically fail the test, you out of the story, of your story, you know? Yeah. So I think this is really core values for us. And then, you know, you, you need to have something inside you that is calling you for the greater good. You need to have overcome somehow whatever your institution is that you want to live just for yourself or to be recognized or whatever reason. You, you need to have this in, into you. And, and this is, I think, the things for the, for the residents. Now, for the people who just come here, I think curiosity. You know, what is going to happen? What am I going to experience in this right. place? Something is strange here. So you just need to be curious. You know? Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy the place. Otherwise, for you, you won't come. You know, it's like you will go to another more classic, less faraway place. And then what is happening also with 100% of people who come here as guests or else is the will to share. You know, people always want to talk to us and share and see what's happening. And, you know, the, the, the desire to basically share your experience with others. No, I would call that togetherness. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I absolutely, these values resonate with me having spent a couple of days here. This, there is a big feeling of togetherness. And I think it's very interesting that we go, you know, like this is kind of spending days or time in paradise or choosing to spend it in this Eden paradise. And then the values of hard work and commitment show up. And for all of you listening, and you might have heard me speak about that before, and it is truly to do with self-love, I believe. Because when we are in the practice of self-love with our own choice and our own truth, we know that it's not just short-term happiness or short-term joy. These things show up in our journey, right? But being dedicated and really knowing to stick with your choice and maybe choosing what looks like a sacrifice for one evening, but on the long term, the next day and the next day, you realize, oh, wow, I get so much energy of having said no to this one thing, but following my path and showing up with the animals, with the other people, being in togetherness. I think this is truly part of the evolution is, is us realizing when we say yes to our own purpose, we are committed to that. And the challenges of life don't waver us off our path. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And it's really something I felt this earth also kind of calling for. Because when you're here, you are in paradise. So it's really worth committing to that. Yeah, you know, I think I say just one last thing, which is, which is very yeah. important, you know, for, for me. Is, uh, and I want to, to share in that context, is there is there, everybody has a connection with the land, which is incredibly strong. And if you've never experienced it, you need to look for it. Because there's a big secret in that. And there's nothing overly mystical about it. It's just, some, sometimes you feel it, but you cannot necessarily put, you know, why do we just are so ecstatic on the sunset? You know, it's beautiful, but it's not because it's beautiful. You just realize something huge that we've just forgotten, you know, is that we just function together with this planet. Not only because it gives us food, as I said earlier, but because there's an energetic connection. So I would say, beyond permaculture, beyond pretty much everything you talked about, I just want to say, you know, there is this magical connection with the Earth, you know, with the blue planet, that is, is waiting for us. And, and this is the most beautiful thing in the world. Manu? Thank you so much for having a little bit of time to 
share your message with the show. I, I appreciate you, and this is this is wonderful. Like the imprint of this place on my soul is is uh, is very deep. So thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share with others all this uh, all this beauty. Wow, what a fascinating interview that was for myself with my friend Emmanuel Rengard. Manu is a force of nature. He's built two nature sanctuaries called Casas na Terra. Make sure to have a look at it, casasnaterra.com. That's casasnaterra.com. Formerly boutique hotels that he's kind of turned over the long run of his career into nature sanctuaries, truly honoring the land and building with permaculture principles. Manu and his family are creating something unique, something that is like a, you know, like a testing incubator for how communities can be seeded for the future of humanity. So if that is something that you'd like to check out more, make sure you visit their website or have a look at the Facebook interview that I did with him as well on Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to the show either on Spotify or iTunes, Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. Wherever you are in the world, have yourself a fantastic day.